Podcast. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by my bud, Dave. What's going on? So, Lou. Whoa. So, Dave. Boom. <laughs> so, switching it up from time to time. All right. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best to uh, take over this for a minute here. So, we're continuing our animation month, and this episode of the podcast, we're focusing on the one and only Douglas Funny. <laughs> His full name, right. Douglas. You could take Funny. it over. You take it over from here now. <laughs> no, but that's uh, that was that was a good good introduction. I, I was actually going to ask you, where do you stand with Doug? Are you a big Ooh. Doug Doug fan? I I am. So have a little blurb about Doug right here. Doug is easily in my top five Nickelodeon shows. No matter what, if it was on, I would watch it. From all the silly ongoing side stories like the Beats, Quail Man, Nematodes, <laughs> Mr. Dink's wacky antics, Doug was a refreshing take in the animated world. Doug, for me, is a comfort show. And here's a weird, fun detail. It always made me want to eat ice cream whenever I'd watch Doug. <laughs> Interesting. Why is that? I don't know. <laughs> That's such an odd... I'm, like... I'm pretty sure... There's an episode that they eat a lot of ice cream, and it probably made okay. me want to eat ice cream. So I think I just connect ice cream to Doug now. So does it still happen when you watch Doug as an adult? You're yes. like, yo, I want ice yes. cream still. That's amazing. I love that yep. little tidbit. Just yo, there you, you crave ice cream every time Doug is on. Mm-hmm. Your, your boy Doug Funny makes you want something, some uh, some of the some ice cream of some kind. There you go. Okay. What is your stance on Doug? I don't even need to add a sample anymore just because you did that. Nope. We don't even we don't need I don't even need to put in a little uh, little beat, little something there from the show, the intro music of the show. Um for me so so it, okay, I have a weird relationship with Doug. So when it was on I was a big, obviously, we've talked about it, I'm sure, numerous times in the show, big Nickelodeon, Snick fan. Um, but for some reason, I always lean more towards Ren and Stimpy and okay. Rugrats, which I feel are just as loved as Doug. Absolutely. I think even more so. I, I don't think Doug. I think Rugrats has more love than yeah. I I, I think there's yeah. more love there than Doug for sure. A hundred percent. And and I feel like Rugrats and Doug kind of had similar similar things happen to them, and I think that's why, for me, Doug was never high on my list. Like I I, I never catch myself even still watching Doug voluntarily. Like I like unless it's on TV on one of these channels, like on Pluto TV, one of the like Nickelodeon or you know, kid channels or whatever they play, like the throwback stuff. I never voluntarily watch it like I do Run and Stimpy or Rugrats or Are You Afraid of the Dark, even though that's not an animated, you know, Nicktoon. Um, right. But I just never, I just never go back to it. But I, I did enjoy it. Like you, you mentioned the beats and you mentioned a lot of stuff that reminds me of the show. And I'm like, wow, yeah, that's a great episode. Or even the episode where Doug loses his journal or his diary or whatever. I don't know if you remember that one. Like that's a great mm-hmm. episode too. The, the liver with, and onions. They're, yeah. they're just, it's just a great show. But the thing with me with Doug was the show was really good until a, a certain point. And I don't know if you know this, the point I'm going to talk about, but Doug eventually left Nickelodeon 
and used to air on like Disney. ABC. Yeah, it was like on ABC. I think it was like Disney's Doug. I think it was called Disney's Doug at that point because they had changed. Yeah, and the show went like downhill. I did not like. I feel like I don't think I remember any of it. So you remember the initial like first? I think it's four years or four seasons. Of course, Doug. Those are the that's probably and then when it moved, I stopped. Yeah, and that's what always kind of that's what was always sad for me was that like it 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 went to Disney and they completely changed the show. It didn't even feel the same way. And that's why I think Doug has never been just high on my list. Like I do enjoy okay. I do enjoy watching it, but if I had to like rank them, it would be like Ren and Stimpy, Rugrats, then probably Doug. Our Real Monsters might even be for me ahead of Doug cuz I really liked Our Real Monsters. I was a big fan of that show. I liked show. it too. Yeah. So like if we had I'm to rank it out them, my head, I don't know. Yeah, this is just off the top of my head where I'd put Doug. He was just never high on my list, even though the show is great. It's a great, great Nicktoon. Like, he's one of the OGs. And it's funny, even like just I did a little research for the show, and most people rate him pretty low. Like, he's lower on the totem pole when it comes to like Nicktoons. Yeah, it's weird considering how wholesome it was. And I just think it's because in the like early 90s when, when Doug was on, kids were just gravitating more towards Ren and Stimpy because it was fucking perverted and gross and sh- like shitty. Mm-hmm. And I think just as kids, we were just like, yo, we want to watch the show where there's like farting and like they're beating the shit out of each other and vomiting and all kind of like nasty shit. And that was just us being immature children. I think Doug was a little more wholesome. And and even Rugrats, I felt, had more of an edge on Doug at times. And that was a show about yeah. babies that talked. So, right. you know. It's just weird, weird, and, weird relationship that I had you with know, Doug. T- talk about relationships. You were comparing Doug and uh, Rug- Rugrats. There's a lot of imagination that goes on with the two of them, with yeah. with all the kids and Doug. You know, a lot of daydreams in their head. So I think that's really a close, you know, thing they have in common is that there's there's tons of daydreaming as oh, you know, like fantasizing of things, yeah. what you will. But and, and, I'll say and, this, mm-hmm. Ren and Snippy's low is probably lower on my list of things than both Doug and Rugrats. I like both of those shows more than I liked Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, it's so weird because when you think about it, like the like how popular Ren and Stimpy were at one point. Like they outshined all those shows, but yet these other two shows outlived them. Like Ren and Stimpy like, was very short term. And, and it's sad too because I was like on Wikipedia looking up Doug stuff. And blatantly, like, one of the last things I... And it was really sad to read this line. And again, I don't know how true it is. I read it on, again, Wikipedia. But it said that Disney has... Because they own the character now. They have no intentions on, like, bringing him back. They have no interest. It makes sense. That doesn't surprise me. It's just wild just to think, you know, that, 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 like... I feel like the show could come back today and like have Doug in like 2022 and just see how he's, you know, how he's, you know, adapting to a world today, kind of like rebooting the show in a sense. Not even grown up, but just like rebooting it where that same character. See Doug grown up, married (laughs) to Patty, (laughs) married to. I don't see. I don't think people would watch that, but like seeing the character, I would. We would, but I don't think kids like an eight year old would be interested in that. Mm. I think more like losing out. Take taking Doug, and then bringing him bringing him, him into you know today and just seeing how a kid with a, a Doug with a smartphone and social media and shit like I'm just surprised that's not 
something they've wanted to do. But before we go, we'll go on and on just talking about how Doug is being mistreated and disrespected. We're going to be covering the Halloween episode of Doug titled Doug's Halloween Adventure. You know, Halloween is usually my most favorite holiday. Free candy, spooky pumpkins and costumes. But this year was a little different. This year, Skeeter was making me go to the grand opening of the scariest ride ever made. So Doug's Halloween Adventure was released October 30th, 1993. It's the fourth episode in the fourth season. It's also the only Halloween episode in Doug's Nickelodeon run. The only That's crazy. one. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing there's a Halloween episode in the Disney run, I'm assuming. But again, I don't know jack shit about Disney's Doug. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I have no desire to ever revisit it from what I remember. So let's get into the five-minute breakdown here. So the episode opens with Doug's best friend, Skeeter, telling him a scary story about Bloodstone Manor. We learn that the manor was built by Baron von Heckelhomer, I think is how you pronounce no, Heckelhoff. it. Heckelhoff. Heckelhoff. It's spelled Heckelhofer. Heckelhofer. It, it's spelled Heckelhomer, I think, what I saw online. It's, Heckel, it's Heckelhofer. <laughs> Weird. Baron von Heckelhofer. I guess maybe that's just how it's spelled. But yes, Baron von Heckelhofer, who built it for his bride, but on their wedding night, they fell to their deaths because Heckelhofer forgot to fully install a floor for some reason. <laughs> fucking, fucking ridiculous. Because of this, the manor was abandoned and said to be cursed until one day a mysterious hooded figure turned it into a haunted attraction, which, by the way, is located in an amusement park called Funky Town. <laughs> Amazing fucking funky town get to that in a bit amazing (laughs) skeeter is super excited to visit the haunt on halloween night but doug is pretty nervous about the idea he thinks it might be too scary we all know doug is a fucking pansy a little bit he's nervous and scared of fucking everything he's a little bit of a a scaredy cat yes a hundred percent he's a little sensitive doug but that's okay no, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. He's a little sensitive soft boy. There's nothing wrong with that. We all, we all love the soft boys here at Haunted Hangover. Soft boy, it's okay. <laughs> so Doug and Skeeter, in their Halloween costumes, decide to go trick-or-treating, with Doug trying to stall Skeeter for wanting to go to Bloodstone Manor. Side note, Doug is dressed up as Race Canyon, who's like one of his heroes on the show. Yep. He always goes back to, to Race Canyon it's Indiana Jones ripoff. Yeah, it's basically what it is. It's a parody of, like you said, Indiana mm-hmm. Jones. Even like the music, like a like a just slightly off version of Indiana nope, Jones theme plays every single time Race Canyon is present on screen. Or Doug is with Race Canyon because I, I believe that's happened throughout the series several times. Doug and Skeeter run into the resident bully Roger, who's the best. I always loved Roger. Fucking best. <laughs> I know. Who dares the boys the ultimate, to... <laughs> ultimate shitty kid. He's, he is the ultimate shitty kid. He even, just the way he's dressed <laughs> with the leather jacket and jeans and the all that shit. The fucking burglar mask. Yeah, yeah, he's just great. Top 10 shitty kids, man. <laughs> the shittiest of kids. 
But yeah, Roger and his goons, he's got like his crew there with him, mm-hmm. dare the boys to TP Mr. Bone's house. Mr. Bone, I believe, is the is he the principal or a teacher? I think he's a teacher, I right? I think he's the principal. Uh, he's either the principal or the teacher. Oh, no. I'm thinking of the mayor. I, he might be the principal of the school. I think Mr. Bones is the principal, if I remember correctly. Yeah. If we messed that up, we apologize. <laughs> In advance. <laughs> I think we're, we're, we're on the cusp, though. He is either the principal or a teacher. Yeah, he's, in got, the school. he's with the school. But Doug refuses, and they start to call him a chicken and all kinds of shit because Roger's an asshole. Eventually, they come across a bus to Funky Town, a special bus that takes you to this amusement park. But Doug doesn't want to get on it because he doesn't even have the nerve to cause mischief. Well, that's a thing. That's a let real alone, thing. Yeah, let alone enter a haunted house. No, the, yeah, that is a thing. There's like little... The uh, shuttle service? Yeah, yeah. That's a thing. But this is like a cool shuttle service. And we'll talk, we'll talk about Funky Town a little later. Um, in that process with the whole bus not getting on the bus, a gust of wind takes away his race canyon hat from his... Uh, his, his costume, which is very symbolic, and I don't want to get too into that now. We'll talk about that a little, a little later. The boys run into Doug's crush, Patty Mayonnaise. We all know Patty Mayonnaise, one of the greatest yep. names ever. I, lo- I love how her... She's an I angel, always, an absolute I, angel. I always loved how her last name was Mayonnaise, was a condiment. I always just got a kick out of that. Uh, she's on her way to a Halloween party. Her dad's dropping her off. And trying to impress Patty... Doug's confidence grows, and Patty and her father give the boys a ride to Funky Town. I love how when Doug wants to go in the van with Patty, he just asks to be dropped off at Funky Town and and just guts in the the van. He doesn't even (laughs) wait for an answer for them. He just gets in. (laughs) Yeah, he was a little too confident, Doug, right there. Yeah. (laughs) My man forgot about a haunted house. He was like, yo, I'm just going to hop in the fucking car and force them to give me a ride. Me and Skeeter. Skeeter in his ridiculous costume, which I'll get into in a bit. (laughs) But yeah, Patty even compliments Doug's costume, saying he looks like Race Canyon without the hat. So there's that. That kind of helped helped, uh, make him a really brave Doug. (laughs) Upon arriving, Patty mentions that two guys disappeared in Bloodstone Manor, leaving behind only their shoes. This lowers Doug's confidence. Doug and Skeeter realize that they are cutting it close to park closing. They make it to the front of the line where Roger decides to skip and join them. Unfortunately, the ride closes right on their faces, but Roger notices the front door open, sneaking in with Skeeter and Doug, who is reluctant to enter. It's funny when you say that because when they say the park's closing, there's literally so many people behind them. And then the minute that they're like, oh, park closed, they're gone. Yeah. There's like 500. I noticed that right. right away. And I watched this episode twice. Dude, you're right. It's like one cut to like the guy and then back to them. Everyone's gone. I was like, okay. All gone. Completely desolate. 500 people so just went funny. poof and vanished. Boom. I'm more, scared, I'm more scared that that happened than fucking Bloodstone Manor, in all honesty. That's a little <laughs> creepier than anything else in this fucking episode. People just fuck a glitch in the Matrix. They just fucking vanished. Boom. <laughs> Once inside, the boys meet Baron Von Hockenhomer, Hover, whatever. I'm going to butcher no, that no, name no, a no, million no. times. I'm going to have to correct you here. <laughs> Baron Von Heckelhofer. 
Heckelhofer. I, I dude, when I was record, when I was like taking my notes, I was like, I'm gonna butcher this name. That's what I'm notorious for. Um, and they experience a glass illusion covered pit. That's like one of the first things they see when they enter the haunted house. Um, this scares Roger, who up until this point was like a dick and not scared of anything. And you start to so- slowly see Roger crack. But Doug realizes that it's all fake and gains up his courage again. The two boys and a now terrified Roger experience a plethora of gags involving slides, coffin roller coasters, mm-hmm. and plenty of ghouls. The ride stops in place since the park is closed, so the boys have to trek it to find an exit, leaving a fearful Roger behind. Fucking Roger. You know, that roller coaster, which is great, it reminds me of the roller coaster that's in Nothing But Trouble. When, yeah. when Chevy Chase, they're, they're all they're all going through the, I think it's the, <laughs> yeah. bone, the is it Bone Spitter or Bone whatever? I don't, it's bone, I don't know what it's yeah. called. But I, I fucking love that movie. That's besides the point. But that's what it reminded me of. It's funny that you mentioned that because I'm pretty sure, like, anytime a roller coaster comes up, we think of that scene. It's come up on the yep, show before. Probably. That's funny. It is a great. That movie does not get enough love. I'll say that a hundred no, million doesn't. times. Nothing but trouble is awesome. Not. But yeah, eventually the boys accidentally turn the ride back on and discover Roger's boots sitting inside of the ride vehicle and his screaming being heard from a distance. Doug and Skeeter decide to help and look for Roger, but run into Baron Von Hocken. What is it? Heckelhofer? Heckelhofer. 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 Who tells them to leave. Uh, Now brave, Doug tells them now they have to look for Roger. So, like, even though he showed up and he's all scary, Baron. I'm just going to call him Baron because I don't want to continue butchering his, his name. It's okay. Um, Doug is just like, even though Roger's an asshole to, to these guys, they're still like, we have to go look for him. Like, there's still like a love-hate thing going on there. Um, Baron takes the boys to a security room and shows them that Roger's only playing a prank and intends on throwing eggs and toilet paper at them when they finally do exit the haunted attraction. Dick move, He's being bro. the shitty kid. He's being the <laughs> typical shitty kid, and it makes sense. So, he, Roger's living up to his name. 100%. Roger fucking clots. <laughs> what, a, what a... Even his name, he just sounds like a dick. It's great. <laughs> Doug and Skeeter are obviously annoyed when they learn of Roger's motive behind this whole disappearance and and prank that he's doing. And they team up with with Baron and scare Roger and his goons by using camera tricks and projecting themselves as giant ghosts. Roger and his gang run off in fear. Baron Von... Hecklehofer. (laughs) Walks Doug and Skeeter to the park exit. He returns Doug's hat that he lost earlier and disappears into the night. Creeped well, out. He reveals himself. Yeah, he that reveals he's Baron himself. Von yes, and the entire time it was actually the ghost. Yep. And he disappears and into the night. Both Doug and, and Skeeter are creeped out and run home. And that Perfect. was Doug's Halloween adventure. So, Skeet, uh, you ready to go trick or treating? Trick or treating? But, Doug, I thought we were going to ride Bloodstone Manor. You're not going to pass up free candy, are you, man? But there's going to be huge lines if we don't get to Funky Town early. We might not get on. That'd be terrible. 
Well, I guess we better get started trick-or-treating. So since you, we just talked about the ending, that is one of my favorite parts of this uh, episode. I love, like, the idea of being with your best bud in a fucking closed-down amusement yeah. park with a fucking spirit or whatever hooded menace, <laughs> yeah. whatever Baron Von Heckelhofer's supposed to be, which, by the way, you might know what I'm going to say right now. He looks like a fucking New York hardcore mascot. 100%. <laughs> that's 100. like... That's like the ultimate fucking thing. What a dream that is to have that. You know what I mean? I would love that. So I fucking yeah. love that part. I, I do love I do love how... And, and that's kind of a... It's, it is, if you think about it, it's kind of like a tropey ending where it's revealed to actually be the ghost you know, the entire time you're like, oh, it's somebody in a costume or something. And then at the very end, it's revealed that it's actually the spirit of the person that's like inhabiting the haunted house or whatever. That's been used a million times. But the way they I just love how he's like totally down to just help them at the end. He's like, all right, mm-hmm. cool. I'll fucking help you scare Roger just for being an asshole. <laughs> yep. It is. It is really uh uh, really well done. And, and speaking of, since you're talking about the Baron, I, I, I want to talk about the actual, like, Bloodstone Manor itself. Sure. And just how it's presented in this episode. So, so just off the bat, before they even get to the haunt, the fact that there's a ridiculously long line is so on point... That it's fucking scary. And you know it, and I'm sure our listeners know. Dude, anytime you go to a haunted house and there's a there's fucking a long-ass line about 85% of the time, unless you're extremely lucky and there's, like, shitty weather. So I love yeah. the authenticity of there being a long line to get into this haunted attraction. I also I also love how unenthusiastic the employees are that work there. Did you catch that? They're so <laughs> jaded. They're just like, oh, welcome to Bloodstone Matter. Abandon all hope when you they're, they're they're totally just over it. Dude, you know how many haunted houses I've been to? And they're usually the, the shitty ones where that's exactly how the person is yeah, giving you cuz like, they're repeating the, the same yeah. shit. To, over and over there's like i get it 500 people in line waiting to enter it's just i just love how doug was able to capture that like detail so perfectly because i like, yeah. just seeing like like i've been to haunted houses where there's like a person in full like makeup monster like look and they're just like here are the rules don't touch they're them they it. won't touch you <laughs> single file yeah. stay with you like, they just don't give a shit and they're it's just always been such a funny image to me seeing this like disgruntled or like not happy employee in front of like this scary place dressed up as a monster but completely breaking character and just not giving a fuck like i just love i just love yep. that they they added that into this episode and then the inside, I, I love the whole like glass floor pit, which honestly would be amazing in a haunted house. I'm surprised, like I've never been in a haunt that has like used. That I'm trying tactic. to think if I have. I think I think I might have. I I, I just took. I, it doesn't seem foreign to me, so I'm trying to think. I, I don't know. I think I could have experienced that. Yeah, like just like a giant room with a glass floor and then like an endless pit. That'd be terrifying and and awesome at yeah. the same time. And that's something haunts should do they could use like and they even say it in this episode like mirror illusion or whatever 
to like create that. I've been to haunts that do it with like hallways where they want the hallways to yeah. look really long and they add those like mirrors to to add that illusion. But something like this in a haunt would be perfect. Uh, the scream salad was funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just a random it salad. It me of the meatballs and, and Freddy's nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> that, when he goes that, to the pizza parlor and he's eating yeah, the pizzas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's from uh, I forget which <laughs> nightmare. I think like, that's Nightmare on Elm Street five or four. I think it's part four. Oh, that's actually. not Freddy's nightmares. I no, thought it was no, Freddy's nightmares. Nightmare part four when she's in the diner and he brings out go. the pizza. Yeah, with that the reminds balls. me of that. Um, yeah, I didn't even pick up on that. That's that's exactly what it, it's like. Very reminiscent of. Um, mm-hmm. I love how the seats lead to a slide, <laughs> which once again, yep. I think we've awesome. mentioned on the show. Why don't haunts have slides? I I, I think I've read about one or, or two that coasters. have slides. Or roller coasters, and then that leads them. That slide drops them right into the coffin coaster. Fucking coffin roller coaster, yeah. Which is fucking dope. Just a, a coaster. Yeah, it's, it it's it's like a coaster slash dark ride because it also leads them into a cemetery with all these like zombies and creatures and ghosts, and it's just navigating them through that. And then I, the one other detail I loved inside of the Bloodstone Manor is the fact that, and this. I feel is something that haunts do use, and that's putting the like guide or main character inside of a frame, and that's how he communicates with you inside of like a picture frame. Did you notice that? Like how? Yeah. yeah. Like um, the Baron is just inside of these frames, guiding them, and and I've been to haunts that use a, sim- a similar tactic to kind of get you to move from room to room. So I just loved how much detail the writers of this episode put into Bloodstone Manor. It's just, it's like, it's just perfect. And then also, just to mention, the whole thing with cross crossing the threshold of death. <laughs> Dude, I don't know why that's not a band name. Crossing the, crossing the threshold of death. Or just I'm sure it's thresh, a song somewhere. Threshold of death. I love how I'll look that's, it up. What, that's what Doug needs to do to, to 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 show how brave he is he even says it. he goes no, i was he did able it. to he was able to cross the threshold he did of it. death <laughs> so so good and he's race canyon <laughs> oh brother you race canyon <laughs> more like race chicken <laughs> Hey, Raj, let's see how brave Race Chicken is. Uh, yeah, he could be the first one to TP Mr. Bones' house. <laughs> What's something else you, you liked in the uh, in the episode? What's something else you loved? I I absolutely love the night scenes. And what is it, Bluffington? I yes. love the night scenes in in the in the in Doug's you know suburbs. They're so good. Yeah, just like the paintings, drawings, whatever they are, they're so good. And it like fits the Halloween atmosphere perfectly. As you can tell, I usually atmosphere slash, you know, like night scenes are usually a go-to for me when it comes to stuff like this. But this one was just like spot on. I love the way Doug's house looked. Yeah. The whole thing. And then all the kids trick-or-treating, fucking people, you know, toilet toilet papering, you know, Roger with this fucking burglar mask and his <laughs> yeah. shitty fucking friends. That yeah, whole yeah. thing just reminded me it was so spot on with Halloween. Yeah, I, I love the way his house looks. Like the, there's like a bat on his mailbox, a skeleton on his door. Yeah, it was simple. It's very minimal. That's yeah. something I want to add. This whole episode that you know, this Halloween—I don't even know if it was a Halloween special. I guess it was because it, it, it aired on it fucking is. October thirtieth. Yeah. So 
I love how minimal it is. And it still feels like a Halloween... You know what I mean? You know how some shows will do Halloween stuff and it doesn't really feel like it. This feels like it and they do it with such minimalism. It's always the small details, man. Like when you when you right. when you like something like for instance when you see an episode of a show like this, whether it's live action or animated, you see a house, you see a a single jack-o-lantern and maybe a bat hanging from the window and then the fall leaves and maybe a full moon behind them. Even though it's only two little decorations, those two de- decorations plus the surrounding settings is what really cements right. it to feel it makes Halloween-y. It. Yeah, and that, and I agree. The All the scenes of them running around, trick-or-treating, um, and that'll lead to something else I love about the episode. But yeah, all those scenes were done spot on. I, I will even say, because we just talked about the King of the Hell King of the Hill episode, Hill, uh, Hill, Halloween, in our last episode, I think this episode nailed the neighborhood Halloween atmosphere a little better than the previous. And I love that yeah, previous episode I we agree. just covered. But I think Doug's Halloween adventure nailed that a little better. Just since we watched both episodes back to back, I was like thinking about that. I was like, wow, this episode really did like the trick or treat. It's a lot more trick or treaters. Yeah, There's a lot more of that in this episode. And speaking of trick-or-treating, I love the whole kind of subplot early on of them being too old to trick-or-treat. Like, I just right. love how that's, that's a little thing. plot detail. Because how old is he supposed to be? 13, I think, right? I don't know. That's a good question. I think they're supposed to be like 12 I, or 13. I think they're a little bit older. I think they're supposed to be like 15 or 16. Are they? I always thought that he was like a preteen, like in junior high or something like that. Um, I don't know. It's a really good question. Yeah, but I just love that that's a, 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 a plot point in this episode and how they really only get dressed up because it's free to get into Bloodstone Manor if you're wearing a costume. Almost saying, like, you, we have to dress up just to just to, end, to get in for free, basically. Hence why there's a long-ass line at the hunt. <laughs> but I just love how it's all put, like, the whole trick-or-treating them being in costume doug using trick-or-treating to to kind of kill time and waste time so that skeeter and him don't make it to bloodstone manor i just love that aspect and how they're kind of hiding from people they don't want anyone to see them trick-or-treating i love that because that's always something that you know when is it when is it when are you too old to trick-or-treat there's no real when when does it come to that point People always right. say high, high school, but I don't agree with that. I think you could trick or treat. You could trick, you could be an adult. Listen, and trick or treat. Like ten years ago, I went trick or treating with my coworker. Uh, we were, um, I was with him and his family, and I went trick. We went trick or treat. Literally, I, I dressed up as Horace Pinker. That was my first time dressing up as Horace Pinker from Shocker, and I was <laughs> trick or treating, and it was amazing. Yeah, it's. I, I listen. If you're with kids or you have family members or you have kids, a lot of the time the, the people giving out the candy will give you candy too. So I don't oh, think, I got candy. I yeah, got a ton of candy. Yeah, you can still trick or treat. But I just like how that's a that's something in this episode how they feel too old to trick or treat and dress up. And in reality, it kind of shows like the innocence of Halloween in a way where Doug and Doug's all wrong. Doug and Skeeter are all wrong in the end because they ended up having like a great Halloween. 
getting yeah. candy and going to a haunted house, even though their trick or treat bags vanish at one point. I don't know if you know, like, I, they're I, just I, gone. Oh, they probably yeah. left them in Patty's fucking van or some shit. Yeah, dude. Like they, they, uh, and the trick or treat bag. I, I noticed Skeeters has like a, a, I think it's like a skull and crossbones on it. I was like, oh, that's fucking, that's a great. It's like black and just has a skull on it. It's like that's a great trick or treat bag, Skeeter. How dare you leave that shit behind? Um, I would take it with me on the line to eat while I wait online. Yeah, man, eating some Snickers bars, Snickers bars oh, while yeah. you're waiting to get into Bloodstone Manor. Um, I also do love Skeeter's costume. He's a spaceship from Space yeah, Monk. Yeah, pretty good. And I love how every single time he explains it, he has to make the costume blow up. Like it has to exp- like blow up. Did you know he does it like two mm-hmm. or three times? It like blows up on him and then goes right back onto him. It's like such an odd like character trait to give him in this episode. For someone who thinks he's too old to trick or treat and dress like wear a costume, he, he sure, sure put, put a, a lot of effort into it. A lot of effort into his costume. Come on, Skeeter, don't play yep. yourself. You love Halloween. You love dressing up. You love candy. I also, I also love how everyone calls, or I think Roger calls Doug a hobo. What are you supposed to be a hobo? So cruel. <laughs> so cruel. Oh man, <laughs> such a cruel, cruel thing to say to someone about their Halloween costume. Uh, what's next on your like list? Uh, I have a few more things. I always love Doug's, like, imagination, like, his little daydreams and stuff he always has, like, with him and Race, or him with Patty in the in the haunted house. He always, every episode, he always has some kind of fantasy daydream, yeah. and it, I always love them. They're always just so fun to watch, because what kid doesn't, you know, who doesn't have them, you know? Yeah. I, I think... I think that's another reason why I like this show so much is I think it was pretty uh, spot on with, you know, identifying with teenagers. Like, I was 10 mm-hmm. with this fucking premiere. Yeah. So, I don't know. I always thought they did a good job of that. Um, I mean, I love Bloodstone Manor. I love the <laughs> yeah. uh, flyer. I have in my notes, we should recreate the flyer. <laughs> yeah. Like, make it. 100% should make it. Funny and you shirts. If, yeah. Bloodstone Manor shirts. I totally agree. It's funny you say that because I have that on my list here too. I had said, I said both the coupon advertisement and mm-hmm. the commercial are fucking great. I love yeah, the Bloodstone great. Manor blood font. Then the image of the manor with the creepy tree and some bats. Come in costume, get in free. So realistic. The commercials also really great with the kids falling into like a void and then the spooky They're voiceover. They're going into Baron von yeah. Heckelhofer's eyes, his eyelids. His eyes, but it's like a void, and then it and then it turns into, and then like it expands, and then it's his face and his eye, like you said. Yeah, it's awesome. And then the creepy voice, dude. That's one thing I miss about haunted attractions. That I, 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 as far as I know, they don't do them anymore. I remember being a kid and seeing commercials for yeah. haunted houses, seeing you know stuff for like I, I, we've I've mentioned on the show. Um, uh, Madison Scare Garden and, and you know, we have Blood Manor here in New York and seeing other haunted attractions, just seeing the, you know, commercials for the Fright Fest and Six Flags here in New York well, and New I, Jersey. We covered one on the show. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. I, I had chose one from New Jersey. I forgot what it was called, but it was a New Jersey, one in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, the, yeah, I mean, the art, great. the art of a haunt commercial just doesn't exist. And I love how this episode incorporated, incorporated that um into it like it's just it's so realistic again kind of going back to what i said earlier just the details totally agree but yeah the the coupon and the commercial like those two 
the two advertisements are just so fucking good. One final thought on Baron Von Heckelhofer. I sent, I sent, I took a screenshot and I sent it to Sheila and I said, I want to get, and I'm going to do it. I want to get like a really cool flash style tattoo of Baron Von Heckelhofer. Yeah. That'd be fucking cool. That'd be, that, would, that would make a cool tattoo. He would make for a good, a good tattoo and a good shirt and sticker. Yeah. So man. there you go. Oh, we gotta Something. keep that in the we gotta keep that in the idea pot. Keep that in the vault. Yeah. So you think you're brave, do you? Find out tonight at Funky Town when Bloodstone Manor opens its doors to give you the scare of your life or death. Where it'll cost you we're getting free, but once you've crossed the threshold, there's no turning back. <laughs> I have a few more things uh, kind of piggybacking off of what you said about the daydream. I did like the whole, and this is two things. I, I like the whole race Canyon daydream sequence and more so how it plays into Doug's bravery. And that's really what the whole episode's about is about being Pretty brave and, and standing up to bullies and how Doug is kind of scared of nothing. In the end, he really is a fucking haunted attraction. Even though he they always be, is, he, yeah, he always is. Even though they should be fucking scared because we learn there's an actual ghost in the, <laughs> the, the Baron is actually a ghost, which is pretty terrifying. But yeah, the whole thing of how he uses Race Canyon as a way to make himself more, like to hype himself up, to make himself braver than he actually is. Um, yeah. and, and and I love the two little like daydream sequences with him, you know, with, with him teaming up with Race and defeating. Baron, I love that. And then he has another daydream when he's not, when he starts to like doubt himself, where Baron defeats him in race, I believe. And then later on, when Patty, when he's he's daydreaming about Patty after she compliments him and all that, he he's he go he, him and Patty go to the go to the uh, Bloodstone Manor, and all Doug does is run into the manor, and all the ghosts like scurry away. They all start like running away. Yep. All he does is enter. <laughs> They're all scared just, of him. They're just, yeah, they're just fucking shook and they leave. So I just love how it just, the two things correlate with each other, just his bravery and these daydreams. And then Race Canyon represents his, his bravery and him, his, his, him doubting himself. I love, I love that. I'm making this Doug episode a lot deeper than it probably actually is meant to be, but that's how I took it. Just kind of about being brave, not being scared, believing in yourself and like kind of beating the bully in the end. And, and look, if you look, Roger, who was making fun of Doug and calling him like a pussy, basically, at the very end is the one that's terrified running away and like shitting his pants. So I, I love... Typical shitty kid. Just, 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 literally shitty. <laughs> running away. But yeah, I just like that. I just love how they were able to kind of like play off of each other and, and it, how it, it worked well into the plot. You know what would make a cool shirt? We'd have to find, like, like a really like well-known Mob Deep image, and put <laughs> Doug, put Doug and Patty on the yeah. shirt, and just have it say "Shook Ones." That'd be fucking incredible. <laughs> that with the would ghost be great. Flying out. That would yeah. be fucking amazing. I got to start a shirt company. Yeah, dude, that would be I'm fucking full amazing. Of good ideas here, <laughs> and it would sell. You know, hopefully we're not 100%. giving people ideas. If you're going to steal our ideas over here, listen, <laughs> too many ideas. Copyright that right away, Dave. <laughs> I know, I have to. It's a good one. Uh, um, one, one more thing, and this will play into my dislikes because I like and dislike it. Um, 
Funky Town. So I love the concept of Funky Town and like how it's like this amusement park that's, di- that's disco themed because they have like a big like John Travolta Saturday Night Fever character we out front. <laughs> and like I just love that it's an amusement park. But then a small part of me, and this is my dislike, wishes it was just a haunted attraction. Like it didn't need to be inside of amusement park. Like it's cool. No. It doesn't cool. bother me. It's cool that it's in an amusement park, but I would have been cool with it just being like a standalone attraction or something. Very nitpicky, not something I, because again, I I like and dislike this. I was somewhere in the middle because I just thought it was so ridiculous and fucking acid trippy, the whole funky town thing, how they have their own Mm -hmm. bus that we mentioned, the bus that, and the bus is playing the same like funky town parody that funky town, the song, (laughs) but it's like a instrumental parody of it. And then the bus is all pink and neon colored and has disco lights in it again i love that but it wasn't a hundred percent that it would have been just fine i would have been cool with it just with bloodstone manor existing as like a haunted house that that's turned into an attraction you get what i'm saying oh what are some of your dislikes i honestly just have one very minor dislike and the dislike is this I wish we could have seen the costume party, at least a, a mm, snippet, a scene. Yeah. I wish at the end of the episode, Doug and Skeeter went to the Halloween costume party. That's what I wish we could have saw. Yeah, it, it would have been a nice little, like even at the very end, if we see Doug and Skeeter like dancing, you know how he always has that voiceover right. portion, maybe seeing them dancing or something at like the or just hanging out at the halloween party or the costume party whatever it is um i agree i didn't even it was funny i didn't even think about that because they they yeah, kind of gloss over it, it you know and, yeah. and, and that it's funny because that leads into my one of my dislikes or cons it's, it's, it's kind of hard to say dislike to an animated children's tv show right but just something i wish and it plays off what you just said i wish Patty Mayonnaise maybe was a little more involved because of how much she influences Doug in the episode. Like she's in that one uh, scene I, I get with her that. dad. You know but, what I mean? Like she's in that scene. But with she's her dad. also the main, the main like stay of a lot of the episodes too. No, so I think I, I understand why they didn't really focus on her. But I, I 100% see why you would think that as well. So like that's maybe like, have you know, a that could be it's awesome. Because Doug just when Doug notices that the shit inside the haunted house is fake, he's just brave, and then scared right. a little bit. And then bra- and I'm just like, okay, but it would have been kind of cool if like that daydream he has with Patty became a reality. I think that would have been a cool little. Addition, I like that. I like that. Know? And then I agree, yeah. the, and that plays into the the ha- Halloween party that you mentioned too. So like maybe at the very end, after they escape and scare Roger, and then talk to Baron. They end up at the right the uh, the Halloween party. They literally could have did the scene with pork chop, like you know how pork chop will like draw like a lasso and then yeah. like they fall in or like he literally could just like pull a curtain down and then just pop up at the party. Like they could yeah. have done that. Yeah, pork chop's barely in this. He's like barely in this episode, yeah. and he's usually pretty prominent. But I get it. Mm-hmm. They're like outside. Imagine pork chop in the haunted house, like. <laughs> Him, just yeah, yeah. him running around with Doug inside the haunted house. Oh, uh, but yeah, what what are your overall thoughts on this episode? So I haven't watched this episode in almost ten years. This should absolutely be a mainstay in your annual Halloween watch list. I mean, every freaking year, I think this is has a place. 
It's so perfect. The haunted house, the urban legends, the night scenes in Bluffington, the little bits and pieces we see of people dressed up. It's also perfect, also minimal, and I want to be there with Doug and Skeeter. I want to have Halloween with them. So, <laughs> how about you? The biggest takeaway I can get from this episode is just the the authenticity, man. I, I think, and there aren't many children's TV shows that capture a certain, you know, demographic of people that enjoy haunted houses and enjoy the holiday. And I feel like this episode was able to capture that like to a T. And I agree with you. I think it's probably, and if we ever do a countdown episode, maybe where we'll just count down what we think are the top 10, you know, animated Halloween specials. Mm -hmm. This would definitely be high on the list because of just, just, just the magic they were able to make in 22 minutes. And 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 you couldn't have sure. said it any better. You know, Doug's Halloween adventure is one of the best. My race canyon hat. But where did you... How did you... Who are you? Just call me Baron Von Heckelhoff. <laughs> Sounds good, man. So that was Doug's Halloween Adventure. Be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Haunted Hangover, and be sure to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash hauntedhangover31. Dave and I, we recently covered Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. And I gotta say, watching Halloween 6 has renewed my love for that film because I completely forgot about it. <laughs> and with that being said, if you can rate and review us, that would be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is more booze. Catch you guys later.